Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, I want to start today's episode with a little bit of an apology, as uh, obviously this episode was originally supposed to be released a week ago, uh, but had to be delayed. Uh, I really hate having to push back release dates, uh, especially ones that I'd announced uh, you know, during episodes, as I did at the end of the last one, and <laughs> usually do on most of them. Uh, and delaying stuff like this isn't ever really a decision that we like to take lightly. Uh, I won't go into details, but in this case, I'm afraid it was actually kind of unavoidable uh, due to a couple of family emergencies. Uh, so yeah, I just want to thank you all so much for your patience in uh, waiting that extra week for this episode. And uh, with that in mind, I think you've all waited long enough. <laughs> so let's get straight into it. Previously on Frontier. Um... I, there's limitations on what the holodeck can do right now. Do you think you could maybe help me get, no, not get around them, but like push the limits a little bit, maybe? We could get in a lot of trouble for going around restrictions like this, sir. Nobody's gonna know that we're doing this, right? You can cover your tracks. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll keep watch. Don't go blabbing about it. <laughs> Commander Arela, um, I, I had a bit of a mishap. Yep, you fell into the edge of the door, of course. Murphy, when you instigated this rule about uh, security protocols, would you have put in some kind of warning system, do you think? Yes. Okay. There would be, like, an alert. Ensign Connor is in main sickbay. Ensign, do you know why I'm here? Um... I already know about Bonge. I'll deal with Bonge later. You should know better. Come. I've been hearing some interesting rumblings from Della Cartography. As you know, the sensor suite just got a couple of upgrades, and, well, there hasn't really been a chance to point at anything weird yet. So there's this proposal here uh, for, well, you know, a weird thing to point at. This, this checks out. Sure, I'll take it to the captain and see what he says. Ray, you step off the turbo lift onto the bridge. Uh, you can see that Commander Talin is currently in the captain's chair. Uh, she looks up as you enter and just sort of gives you a slight nod before turning back to be uh, looking out of the main view screen. Uh, no sign of the captain. You would guess he's probably in his ready room right now. I shall wander down the side mm -hmm. of the bridge. Um, I'm guessing I've come in on the left side. Like the main turbo lift? If you're facing forward, then yes. Yeah. So I walk down and then turn left at the bottom mm -hmm. and press the buzzer to alert the captain that I've arrived. Come. Ah, Commander. Captain. What can I do for you? Uh, this is the uh, this is the pad with the stellar cartography proposal. Oh, of course. Uh, can you give me a quick summary? Uh, certainly, sir. Um... Basically, sir, Stellar Cartography Department, well, they want to run some more in-depth calibrations on the new sensor upgrades that we received at Starbase. They have proposed a diversion to the Zakia system, which is only about 12 hours out of our way on current course heading. Within the next 48 hours, its sun should be reaching the peak of its 28-year solar cycle, which would be the perfect time to run those particular calibrations. Of interest, though, sir, is the second planet in the system, it has an enlarged core, which gives it a stronger magnetosphere than other planets of the same size. And they tell me that the Aurora should cover almost the whole planet, sir. So there should be quite a show to see. Hmm. I think, personally, sir, I think it's a good test of the upgrades we've had to the Tenzing. Hmm. I'm inclined to agree. Be good to uh, give our new systems a thorough workout before we're out of Federation space. Uh, good thinking, Commander. 
I can't take the credit for this. It was uh, Lieutenant Commander Fell who brought the proposal to me. Well, uh, nevertheless, my compliments to your team. I'll uh, give this a full read-through this morning and make my final decision, but uh, from what you told me, it uh, all sounds like a good idea. Wonderful. I'll give the, I'll give the guys in stellar photography the good news. Thank you, sir. Of course. Well, uh, don't let me keep you, Commander. Sir, I turn around and walk out of the ready room. Okay. Um, so, to get a long story short then, basically, the captain approves this plan, and um, the ship diverts from its uh, course towards uh, Deep Space 3 uh, towards the uninhabited Jakir system, arriving there after about 12 hours of travel. Um, so we get, uh, as I say, a little bit of a little bit of a time jump there, and let's say then um, it's been twelve hours. Probably different crew on the bridge, but uh, the captain is on the bridge uh, as the ship comes out of warp into the system. Ray, you're probably on the bridge as well. I would imagine you've you've kind of um, brought this to the uh, brought this to the. Uh, the captain, so you, you're sort of spearheading it, I guess, at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, who else? Where, where is everybody else? What are you? Um, what have you been doing? The um, I think this this is something that gets kind of hand waved in the show as well. That like they some, they sometimes go off and do things, and you would think like, well, who's telling everybody what's going on? Um, is there some guy sat downstairs in the cupboard who's just like he, the, his job is this light comes on? I don't know what's coming going on outside the ship at any time because nobody tells me. <laughs> I feel like. I'd, I'd imagine there's like a briefing mm. or like a summary at the start of every shift yeah. kind of thing or like the he- especially like the heads of heads of department um, are giving out heads um, of department have yeah. got like are notified about things like changes in like mm. um, courses or uh, changes in um, uh, like mission parameters and, and such yeah yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I'd imagine yeah. they'd, they'd be prompted. Mm. So yes, yeah, so all of these kind of summaries have gone out and been sort of uh, disseminated amongst the crew. So you've all got a sort of, you, you know, I mean, to different departments, you know, it's going to be different sort of uh, different levels of detail needed, really. So the security department, you know, that you were in an uninhabited system within Federation space to do some science stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> the engineering department uh, know to probably expect a little bit of extra strain on the deflectors because of a um, because of the sort of uh, the the sun uh, in the Jukir system kicking out a bit more uh, stellar material because it said it's uh, at its peak, and also to maybe keep an eye and make sure the shields are balanced properly. You know, so we we don't want any nasty cosmic rays and things. Uh, sort of sneaking their way through, especially if you're going to be close to a planet um, that's experiencing some strong uh, aurora. Um, medical, not a huge amount in the way of updates there, Dr. Irela, <laughs> but um, you've been basically just informed, hey, here's where we are, here's what we're doing, sort of thing. Um, okay. As I say, it's, uh, still- yeah. The commander's perfectly happy just kind of getting to know her staff. Mm. And But sciences, again, have the most in-depth sort of briefing on it. But as the mission was kind of spearheaded within the, the ship itself, science department, everyone who needs to be sort of aware of everything is pretty well sort of clued up on, okay, here's what we're going to be testing for, here's why we're here, here's what we're looking for. I'd say that an in-depth brief uh, has probably been put together by those who proposed the mission anyway, uh, and this was the basis of all the other briefings throughout the ship, you know, in their varying levels of detail and such. Uh, for all of your benefit, though, uh, we can say that the sun of the Jukir system is a main-sequence star, about 1.7 stellar masses, uh, which is a little bit younger than our own sun, but is still nearly 4 billion years old. The system is home to five planets of varying classes. Uh, the second planet, Jukir 2, is going to be the main focus of the Tenzing stop here, uh, other than the Sun itself. Uh, it is an M-class planet with an oxygen-nitrogen atmosphere and a temperature range capable of sustaining life, uh, so it could be called fairly Earth-like. Uh, the major difference between it and Earth, however, is the planet's enlarged core, uh, which was discovered when the system was initially mapped by Starfleet nearly 200 years 
years ago. Uh, this core is the reason for the planet's strong magnetic fields, and it's kind of the reason that you're all here. As the ship drops out of warp into the system, uh, fairly close to the second planet, uh, those on the bridge can see, although it's you know still a little bit distant, uh, that the predicted aurora effects in the planet's atmosphere are already beginning to blaze with an incandescent sort of green light um, visible on the main view screen. Uh, the aurora is extending towards the equator from each of the planet's poles, like sort of searching kind of. Uh, fingers of light. Uh, the planet isn't yet fully engulfed, uh, but your predictions would say that this is probably not too many hours away. Okay, so I'm seeing this, mm -hmm. and I sort of quietly say to myself, nice. Don't find what would be like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, he's, he's not particularly like big on <laughs> profound phrases. That's right. fair. No, I like it. <laughs> okay, who wants to be doing what? What's the um? What are you all thinking? I'm I'm leaving this to you. Where do you want to be? Um, what do you want to be doing? Okay, well, um, Sabin will be at the science station at the back of the bridge, mm -hmm. making sure everything's prepped, ready for uh, ready for the stellar cartography guys to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Running any scans? What are you doing? Are you just kind of preparing things, so you, you know. Uh, running a running a level two diagnostic on the uh, well, running running level two diagnostic on the, on the systems themselves, making sure that there's no last minute hiccups. Just making sure the upgrades aren't conflicting with any of the older systems because it is a retrofit, isn't it? it it's an upgrade, really. I mean, the ship is it's not a new ship. Um, no. it's not an old. It's not old, old. But this is you know this has definitely been an upgrade. Mm. Um, so you're doing a diagnostic. Um, let's have a check for that. Actually, you're um, so the, a diagnostic would be kind of like an engineering type thing, but you're just kind of running through some basic checks. Even though you're a science guy, you can you, you've got the sort of wherewithal to know how to run like a check on your your, your own sensors kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, but this would be an engineering check. So I guess this would be a uh, reason engineering. I guess. Which is actually pretty good for you. That's sixteen or under. Okay. So two so D twenty. Um, two D twenty. Mm -hmm. uh, difficulty one. Oh, okay. Well, you got one success. Very close to a <laughs> to a complication mm. there. Um, yeah. That nineteen. Nineteen and a ten for listeners. Um, but yeah, um, things are okay. Well, let, let's narratively explain that nineteen then. Things are a little fuzzy, fuzzier than you would expect. But you're able to narrow that down to being uh, a result of the um, all the solar material that the sun is kicking off at the moment. So it's it's kind of, you get you're picking up a little bit more interference than you normally would in open space. But you can put that down to the um, the uh, the sort of current situation in the system. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, though, this is the the sensors seem to be prepped as normal and working. Okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, what's anybody else? want to be doing i think johnny will sneak down um ideally uh what i'd like to do is if bond is on shift and johnny's not on shift yeah i'd like we to can go say down that. and meet him somewhere like engineering and sure. uh catch up with him mm -hmm. just sort of drop by and say hello okay yeah bond is uh it, it, um you're in your um you're in your quarters and you you get the the hankering to go check in with your roommate so uh Computer, tell me where Ensign Bonge is. Ensign Bonge is in main engineering. Okay. <laughs> he jumps up and uh, starts heading down there, thinking to himself, like, what's happened to him? Has has come up and it's come his way? Did he get in trouble? <laughs> he, he really wants to kind of check in on that front. So, uh, yeah, head down to engineering. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't come down here too often, but, you've, you know, you've been in once or twice. Um... As, as the doors open, you can't see any sign of, of uh, Ensign Bonge straight away. Uh, you guess he could be working around the other side of the warp core. Um, but at the kind of main engineering desk, sort of in, in the center of engineering, uh, with the kind of warp core in the background pulsing away, um, there is a, a kind of... Um, not He's not particularly tall. He's about 5'8". Um, fairly sort of bedraggled-looking man, a uh, bit of sort of scruffy beard, looks up as you come in. Ah, oh, hello there, Ensign. Uh, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, hello, sir. 
Um, I was just looking for Ensign Bonge. I just wanted to have a quick word with him. I'm sure he's around here somewhere. Bonge, someone to see you. Uh, this is uh, Commander Carter, who uh, you don't know probably too well personally, uh, Johnny, uh, but he's got a he's got a reputation on board uh, that you've heard as a little bit of an oddball. Uh, but the engineers all seem to like working for him. Ensign Bond kind of comes around the corner. He's holding a, a tricorder. You call, Commander? Oh, uh, Johnny, what are you doing down here? Thought you were off shift right now. I, I just wanted to catch up, have a quick word, um, and he kind of walks over towards him. In a kind of like, he's got that leaning towards him of like, let's let's head over in this direction okay. that I'm walking in and chat. So sort of putting a hand on his on his back and just sort of leading him sort of slightly away, away out of earshot of the commander. Not quite that heavily, but certainly kind of like trying to give all the physical motions of like, hey, let's just get get away from this commanding officer and have a quick <laughs> chat. Yeah, I mean, as you leave Bonge away, uh, Carter has pretty much gone back to what he's doing, uh, working on the central console. Uh, but you just about catch him saying to one of the other engineers, Ooh, I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> as you round the corner. <laughs> I like it. But anyway, around the corner then, let's say, um, Johnny's going to turn to Bonge and say, Oh, Bonge, um, so my commanding officer pretty much immediately came and found me after what happened the other day. Did it, did anybody have a word with you about what happened with the hol holodeck? What? No, no I, haven't, I haven't heard anything. I thought, I thought we got away with it, you know. We were... No, no. She she put some kind of warning in. Like, it, you'd said it yourself that you thought there'd be some kind of failsafe. Some, somebody was going to get a warning and it was her. But, but did she know I was involved? Yeah. Yeah, she knew. What? Yeah. How did, how did this happen? Well, I mean, like I said, the, the, some kind of security ping went off. I guess she checked footage, and we would just... I mean, it's pretty obvious what we did if you look back at it. I mean, really. I mean, look, I, I'm trying to make a good impression here. This is my first posting, and... Well, I'm... Um, I've got security. Lieutenant Murphy, Commander... Uh, I'm all over the place, man. Calm, calm down, calm down. Okay, Lieutenant Murphy, Lieutenant you, Commander Murphy you, you is. You gotta help me. It's she's a fair, fair commander. Sometimes, and he thinks for a second about all those times in the cold. Well, not necessarily cold. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the metaphorical cold <laughs> of sitting in a room, counting weapons. I just imagine him getting Viet, like flashbacks of like Vietnam flashbacks of Murphy shouting at him in various different scenarios sort of thing not even necessarily shouting but just because I think it's more withering most of the time it's, <laughs> it's it's like he just gets told to do boring mundane tasks yeah. is his punishment a lot and the, the, that's the thought that crosses his mind I'm not angry I'm just disappointed <laughs> yes. yes oh I see that's worse <laughs> and he, he kind of, with all this in mind, he looks at Bond and he says, "You can see Bond is just sweating now, and he's kind of looking around, like a little bit, sort of like, well, what has she, has she talked? Has she talked to Carter? I mean, look, not I yet. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> you just loom out of a Jeffrey's tube, like." <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Johnny has like a little my voice in his head now and again, <laughs> like going like or like an image of of Murphy just being like folding our arms and just staring at him, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> All that in or, or like, oh, don't do that, Johnny. No, Johnny, <laughs> you're gonna get caught. <laughs> His conscience. Yeah. Johnny looks kind of solemn and looks Bond in the eyes and just says. I hope you like cleaning Jeffrey's tubes. Oh, but that, that's... They, I mean, they clean themselves, don't they? They can't, they can't get us to do it. They'll rub the knees if, right out of my uniform. Not if they turn off the self-cleaning unit. Oh. And you better believe me, I've, I've worn out more than enough knees on these uniforms. <laughs> Those replicators, it doesn't matter. You can just go and get another one and she knows it. So that comment could have so gone the other way. Yeah, why do you think I first started laughing? <laughs> Without so many knees in this uniform, oh. Johnny's innocence means that like that was said with pure intent. I feel like Johnny keeps coming out with stuff that is like right up to the line of being. A, you could raise an eyebrow and go, what do "You mean by that?" Like, are we, are we doing the phrasing thing? Yeah, are we still doing phrasing. <laughs> but Vaughn just like he's just kind of he's kind of looking around as if like 
uh, as if half expecting to see Murphy just kind of looking down at him from a, the balcony above, like by the walk core. Like he, 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 you've put him into quite a stressful. He, he's looking quite stressed out. Is what I'm saying. Being all of that, Johnny's going to try and reassure and say, <laughs> "Look, look, don't don't freak out, man. Like she's already spoken to me, and it wasn't that bad." Yeah, I got chewed out, and but as long as you're honest, I think that look, we're ensigns. We've we we're kind of going to get away to some extent with doing some wrong stuff as long as we don't push it too hard. That's not, that's not how it works. We're we're the first to get it in the neck, man. Did, uh, well, look, there's a chain of command here. What's done is done, and we're going to have to eat whatever punishment comes our way. And I expect it's going to be grueling and tedious because that's the way it goes. Well, you're not exactly putting my mind at rest here, you know. <laughs> I don't like grueling. I spend my life avoiding things that are grueling. You're going to have to grit those sharp teeth and deal with it. <laughs> and with that, Johnny kind of looks around to see, like, he kind of peers his head around the corner to see if the noise of this, what has probably escalated a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys are kind of... You're not really... You're not whispering so much anymore. <laughs> um, you look and Commander Carter is kind of casting an eye in your direction. It's kind of noisy in here anyway with the warp core and that. But, you know, it was definitely obvious that there was some intense discussion going on, even if the words themselves didn't maybe make it round. Uh, okay. He's kind of giving you a look like, ooh, something's going on over there. But okay. it doesn't appear to be looking to intervene. <laughs> Peering back around, Johnny says, Okay, look, whenever she comes and speaks to you, and it's going to happen, just be honest. They what happened, and hope for the best. I, I'm, I'm going to have to leave you to it, I guess. Like I shouldn't distract you from too much of your work. Uh, but mean, I thought you should know what was happening. I'm, pr- I'm pretty pretty distracted now, i gotta, I got to be honest with you. Look, like I said, you're just going to have to deal with some lost downtime. That's the worst thing that's going to happen here. I don't think it's going to get any worse than that. I mean, you could have told me after I finished work. I'm now going to be thinking about it all day. <sighs> Come on, man, pull yourself together. And Johnny kind of starts walking around the corner as if, like, he's just forcing this conversation to end now and for him to really... <laughs> if you're going to follow me around this corner, you've got to pull yourself together because your commanding officer's there. So, around we go. <laughs> So you walk around the corner, you look back, and a second after you go around the corner, Bond just comes back and he's like tucking like a a cloth into his pocket. He's clearly just wiped away a flop sweat, but he's still looking pretty like his eyes are a bit darty and everything. But he's sort of, he's kind of doing his best, which is not very much, not very good, um, to put on like a everything's fine kind of face. <laughs> uh, Johnny, by comparison, is relatively smooth. Because in that way where Johnny is kind of like, he he knows what it's like to be beaten down by higher ranks. And in a way, that experience means that he, in his head, is a higher rank than Bonge, well, at least in being talked down to. You've had a day to think about it now, because you definitely buckled immediately when um, you were com- confronted by Murphy in sickbay. Um, yeah. But now you've had a day to kind of plan out how you were going to look smooth, I guess. Um, I think to some extent there's a, there would be a thought of... Right, I'm going to teach this guy the ropes. He's worrying. He thinks he like I can remember when I worried like this. And yeah. there's almost a sense of recognizing something of himself in Bond <laughs> right now, and that's why he's getting impatient. But he he doesn't realize that yet. He's he's getting impatient, and he, he it hasn't clicked that that's why. Okay. So he's going to walk around the corner, um, nod towards the uh, commanding officer, and say, "Sir," and make his way out and say, "Oh." Benson? And then call back towards Bond and say, I'll, I'll see you after your shift. Yeah, Bond just barely responds. He's like, yeah, 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 Sort of waves you off. And uh, Johnny leaves. As you're, um, as you're leaving, the last thing you hear is um, the voice of Captain Carter going, Everything all right there, Ensign Bond? As the doors <laughs> close on the turbo lift. Um, and yeah, Johnny's just going to spend some leisure time Chilling out in ten forward, just relaxing, maybe play a board game or something, bit but, of uh, Vulcan chess. The thing as well is that you've gone down there and basically stressed out Bonge with talk of punishment details and everything, but your punishment was, hey, watch yourself, and that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Dick like, move, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Stressing the poor Ferengi out for no reason. I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you have got to watch yourself in that, I would imagine, but, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it was an hour ago. My brain isn't working so good. I thought it was, I thought there was a time jump. Yeah, yeah no, was, no, I mean, yeah. an hour ago in, in real life. In our time. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel well, like well, you, well, you didn't, like, give him, like, too much, you, you threatened him with scut work if he stepped out of line again. But I, I let him know what. Well, as far as Johnny's concerned, that was trying to warn him. That no, that I mean, like, um, Murphy threatened you with scut work oh, if oh, you stepped yeah. out of line again. Yeah, there was no real punishment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But you've gone down and told Bond she's going to get punished. <laughs> I, I said, maybe prepare. Well, I didn't say maybe. I said, prepare yourself because I don't know. If maybe oh, no, maybe no, no, she's no. going to make an example and, of, like, oh, you're, you're new to the ship, so here we will we'll be. Like. <laughs> And she's not even his superior officer, so it wouldn't be her dishing out a punishment. Uh, no, she's she's the one in charge of the uh, protocol. <laughs> she's the one that got the ping. So uh, surely she's the one, especially being chief of security, or um, sorry, at least high up in security. No, she's chief of security. She, I'm chief of yeah, security. Yeah, exactly, chief of security. So she, of course, she's going to be the one that internally on the ship is going to administer like at least a talking to. This is what wow. Johnny's thinking. Surely, yeah. yeah. He works in security. There's there's chain of command within the ship. She's the one that found out, much to his, I don't know, <laughs> horror. Fair enough. So, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just gonna like um, um maybe uh, now that I think about it, I'm, I'm gonna probably make you wash the dishes and tend forward if you <laughs> if you screw up. Okay. <laughs> I like all of these punishments. Are kind of like they all require just like we're not gonna use the technology of now. We're gonna force <laughs> no. you to do things the old way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those are the principles on which Starfleet was founded. That glare. Instead of peeling spuds, you're going to be doing the dishes. You get punished with a, a mild inconvenience. You don't get those dishes spotless. You don't do it, deserve to wear that uniform. Good job. Now put them in the replicator and we'll recycle them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what um, that's what Johnny's done. He's gone off and terrorised his roommate. Well, you're you're giving him a heads up. He's just trying to give him a heads up. Yeah, you're giving him a heads up with the uh, the side effect of now he's quite stressed on duty. Should be that would be fair to say, I think. That was un unintentional. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you are going to owe him that favor. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What would anybody else like to be doing? We know uh, Ray's on the bridge doing his diagnostic. Johnny's um, tooling around. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just doing stuff like I'm chilling out yeah relaxing relaxing yeah if you go to 10 forward you get actually uh, here we go then so you get quite a nice view out of the viewport you've you've kind of staked your favorite table mm -hmm. and you can see uh the you get a nice view a little bit further away than um the ship was when you were in earth space dock but um you can see uh jakir 2 through the uh, the front viewport, um, and you can definitely see uh, sparkling green auroras reaching quite far north and south from the uh, south and north poles of the uh, planet. Yeah, nice and relaxing. <laughs> Johnny, I'll, I'll tell you, he's walking around with a clear conscience. <laughs> yeah, as far as he's concerned, it really yeah, was. No, I, know, um, I know, it's just funny. It's a lesson. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Murphy, Arilo, any uh, anything you want to be doing? I'd imagine if Johnny's off duty, Murphy will be on duty then. Mm -hmm. So I'd imagine she'd be doing some scans of the planet and mapping out potential um, possible landing sites for. Okay, so you're on the you're on the bridge. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. 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 Okay. So if you're doing scans. Um, because Ray is sort of, I guess, the sensors you were calibrating, Ray, were more the kind of the stellar sensors and that, so you're not really focused so much on the planet. No, um, that's correct. Yeah. So mm. Murphy taking the lead on, I guess, the other sensor console. Um, can I get Murphy a, I guess this would be, I guess this would be reason science with the, with using the ship's sensors science as a third dice I think that, hang on, let me just double check that because it's yeah, whatever, I'm the GM um, do 
so can I get a, uh, a sense? Uh, this would be reason science check from you, which is uh, trying to get under a 12, so 2d20. And can somebody else roll a 1d20 for the ship systems, which is uh, trying to get under a 16? So Murphy gets two tens. Um, I'll roll for the ship if you want. Yeah, I was going to say this is a uh, difficulty two check, so you've already got the two successes, but if you get a third one, you guys can generate some momentum. Okay. Uh, what dice am I rolling for uh, the ship? 1d20, uh, trying to get... We're using uh, systems, so sensors, science. So this is... Uh, or this would be sensors engineering, maybe. No, sensor science, because you're doing planetary scan. Um, so trying to get under 16. 16 or under, basically. On okay, 1D here we go. 1d20. An eight. Awesome. Ooh. So that is three successes. So you guys get uh, one momentum point, which you can hold on to. Um, and there's a lot of things you can do with momentum. Um, but just remember that you've got one, I guess, at the moment. <laughs> uh, momentum is, is a thing you can spend. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things you can do. Usually you, the, the most common one is going to be buying an extra dice to um, in, a, in a skill check, basically. So the base thing is you roll... 2d20 in a check, you can spend a momentum point to roll 3d20, essentially, to still mm -hmm. try and get the same number of successes is, is the sort of mm. thing you're giving yourself more of a chance to do it. Anyway, so you guys have one point of momentum, so remember that you can spend it on a number of things at any point. Um, okay. So with two successes, you get a, um, a fairly comprehensive scan of the planet's surface mapping out continents and and such in terms of landing sites the the one thing i will say is that the um the solar um disturbances do seem to be um kicking up a quite ferocious storm system uh in both the north and south hemisphere of the planet and it seems to only be growing in sort of ferocity as it as even as the scan is going on. Um, it's not completely covering the planet at all or anything by any means, um, but the kind of the magnetic disturbances that are sort of happening in the upper atmosphere do seem to be having an effect. There's about another 12 hours before the solar um, peak happens, but this is a, you know, this... <laughs> obviously the um, the things are already... The, the auroras are starting to build already and it's definitely having an effect in the atmosphere you would guess with your with your experience it wouldn't be the best of ideas to fly a shuttle down into this atmosphere right now mm. so there so you would say there's like a 12 hour cycle with a window that we could potentially i, I would say go it would down in, or... it's gonna the, the storm's gonna reach its peak in 12 hours uh pretty much oh. concurrently with the um with the solar storm essentially mm -hmm. Um, they're related as well, you know, because the the, <laughs> the 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 storm on the planet is being kicked up by the magnetic disturbances in the upper atmosphere from the solar storm. If that makes sense. Okay. So it's all kind of coming to a, a peak, which is, I mean, that's why the ship has come to the system to sort of see this peak. Mm. And uh, yeah, so and then you can already see, you know, just visually the, the sort of quite incredibly beautiful aurora that are kind of playing out over the upper atmosphere. But you would not recommend <laughs> landing a shuttlecraft at this point. Or at least trying yeah. to fly one in there because, I mean, as a survivor of a shuttle crash yourself, you, you know it's not the most yeah. fun. You don't really <laughs> want to. Um, <laughs> uh. Don't really want to try it again just quite yet. One interesting thing that your scan does pick up, and you're not sure, it, it's just a tiny amount. The the computer um, does it gets, does does several sweeps of the planet, and it's not always picking it up. But on a couple of the sweeps. It does seem that you're getting trace amounts of tritanium and dilithium concentrated in one spot on the surface. Hmm. These are not naturally occurring. Or dilithium no. is, but not in this form. Is it possible that it's a hull of a ship, maybe? Is there enough information that I could surmise that, or...? You would have to do a more detailed scan, but that's, okay. an, that's definitely a, a line of thinking. Ooh. I mean, this is definitely an anomaly. Uh, dilithium itself, like I say, is naturally occurring, but usually not on the surface. Um, tritanium, though, has to be manufactured. It's only mm. it's only picking up little tracer amounts, though, and it's not appearing on every sensor sweep. Lieutenant Commander Ray, can you double check these readings for me? Am I seeing this right? 
But does that look like a titanium signature? Let's have a look. I won't have you do another check because, um, I mean, you're just looking at the same computer screen now. Yeah, it checks out. That's definitely what you think it is. That's a curious signature for an uninhabited planet. Hmm, especially one this far out. With all the interference the storm's creating, it's going to be a while before we can get down there. Unless we modify the transporters somehow. We could certainly try. Let's check with engineering, see if they can do anything to maybe boost the signal. It's worth a shot. I'm half tempted to get Ensign Bond <laughs> up here. <laughs> You did a test subject. <laughs> no, just <laughs> no, but just, like to like. Let's see if Bond has any ideas. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, let's go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna tap my comm badge and ten Commander Murphy to Ensign Bond. Uh, uh, I mean, y- yes, Commander. Would you mind coming up to the bridge, please? We'd like you to have a look at the transporter, see if you can maybe work some magic. I heard you're good at fixing things. Sure, on my way, on my way, Commander. Yeah, I'll be, be there, be there in a minute. Did you want me to bring Commander Carter with me? No, just yourself, it's fine. If we need Carter, I'll, we can call him up. Okay, I'm on my way. Is it just me, or did it sound like someone put the fear of God into him about you? Is that a bad thing? No, not from where I'm standing. That was the right answer, right? <laughs> no, that's fine. The uh, the captain wanders over at this point. Well, what have we got? What's going on? Captain, we found some interesting readings. We found dilithium and a, a, a tritanium signature. This uh, system is meant to be uninhabited, isn't it, uh, Commander Ray? Yes, sir. No intelligent life on any of the planets in this system, according to previous reports. Either our sensors are malfunctioning, or the reports were wrong. Hmm. Or perhaps someone's crash-landed. Um, I, I mean, we can't get a clear reading on it right now, but I thought it was a point of interest to, to bring up, sir. Mm, well... How strange would it be if somebody from one of those missing Federation ships crashed here? It's still quite a distance from the Bermuda Cluster. I mean, I don't think that's uh, likely, but plenty of other starships out there have gone missing over the years. I guess we'll find out soon enough. The storm's peaking in about 12 hours. We won't get a shuttle through. But I've got Ensign Bond coming up to see if we can possibly boost the signal to the transporters to see if we can get uh, an away team down. I'm, I'm not familiar with the... Yeah, he's the, the Ferengi Ensign. Oh, yeah. The new, our, course, our newest yes. uh, Ensign. Well, if uh, if somebody's crashed down there, we ought to uh, to find out, shouldn't we? That, uh, that storm looks like a hell of a thing. Yeah, I probably would recommend... Um, only a short away mission, sir, just to, on the safe side. We don't want to endanger our people any more than we have to. Hmm, okay, well, uh, you, you've got my blessing with that. Uh, put together a team, and um, if we can uh, figure out the transporter side of things, we'll uh, get you down there. Aye, sir. Okay, a minute or so later, um, Ensign Bond sort of tentatively steps out of the, uh, the turbo lift, um, it's immediately apparent he's kind of sweating a little bit. <laughs> uh, he sort of um, he, he sees you and he kind of walks over. Are you uh, you wanted to see me, uh, Commander? Yes, I heard that you've got some talent with altering parameters. Um, I want you to have a look at the transporters for me. The, the, the trans? Oh, oh! You you want you want engineering work done? Um, well, yeah, we 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 can uh, we can do our best. <laughs> I'm just going to (laughs) smile. Yes. Just engineering work for now. Um, I mean, of course. (laughs) I want you to try and see if you can boost the signal of the transporter beam so that we can get it away team through that storm. Uh, uh, Well, we we can take a look. I I can't do it here. Um, I have to, uh, you know... See if we can boost the power in the transporter rooms, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not an expert. I mean, that we, we should be able to. Good. Get right on it, Ensign. Uh, okay, I'll. Uh, I'll uh, 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in uh, transporter room one. <laughs> Call me when you're done. He sort of, you see, he, he sort of nods and he kind of turns and he takes a couple of steps and <laughs> he, you can tell he's, he thinks he's being slightly sly about it, or at least he's, he's really not conscious of how unsly he is, but he, he kind of lets out a bit of a sigh of relief as he walks away. <laughs> um, it's very much audible. And uh, yeah, <laughs> he st- steps back into the um, the turbo lift to uh, go down to the transporter room. Murphy's just going to chuckle to herself and go back to her console. Okay, you don't have to wait very long before um, your your comm badge. I mean, you Pips, you're waiting maybe forty five minutes to an hour, um, so not the hugest wait. But considering the um, the sort of growing storm downstairs, you know, any minute. Yeah, every minute counts, kind of thing. Uh, but your comm badge, um, Pips, and... Uh, Anton Barnes to uh, Lieutenant Commander Murphy. Murphy here? Uh, we, we think we got a solution. Uh, the transporter should be able to get you through that storm now. Uh, well, uh, hopefully. <laughs> how how are we doing on the way back? Uh, Is there enough signal to get us back, or...? We don't know. Um... We can definitely get people down there. Um, it's, uh, but the uh, the magnetosphere is quite uh, unpredictable right now. Um, might be a case of waiting it out uh, once you're down on the on the ground. All right, we'll be down. I will arrange a team, and we will converge on the transport room in an hour. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, we'll be waiting. Uh. Murphy out. Uh, Murphy's going to turn to. Commander Ray and Ray, I'm assuming you're wanting to come down with us. Indeed, I'll join the away team. All right, I'll put. I will call Thick Bay as well. Um, Murphy to Thick Bay. Commander Rila here. Commander, we are going to set up an away mission. Could you have yourself report to the transporter room in an hour? We might have to stay on the planet. Um, for a little while and wait out a storm, so prepare yourself accordingly, please. Certainly. I will see you then. Murphy out. I'm assuming I'm going to have to, <laughs> going to, have to phone Johnny. And have to phone Johnny. <laughs> you, you want to bring him with you? That's, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm leaving this up to you. I mean, and again, you don't need to limit yourself to the usual four people that we... Mm. <laughs> you don't have to bring him. Yeah. But... No, From a no, purely she's gameplay bring standpoint, it. I will say it would be kind of helpful to. if Johnny came with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be torturing him as well. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> Murphy to Ensign Conhart. Funnel here. Will you please report to the transporter room in an hour, please? We're going to be going um, down to the planet. Hi, sir. Murphy out. Johnny Connor, no follow-up questions. <laughs> he's he's just following up. orders. He's just preparing. Turn up. I'm not going to give him any other information. <laughs> he's too scared of Murphy at the moment. Yeah, he, he knows I, I just got away with something. <laughs> I better not draw attention. Yeah. <laughs> I better do as she says. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> okay. Um. So... Uh, an hour passes. You, um, I mean, there's not a lot of equipping of stuff really. Um, you know, the, the the standard kind of uh, away team gear is generally stored in a in a room right by the um, right by the transporter room. That is, unless you want to take anything specific with you. That is, yeah. Not, I was. I, yeah. That's why I was like, I'll leave you some time to, unless there's like science equipment you need or. Um, medical equipment you want to take with you and stuff well it's, it's it's up to each of you what do you think okay so here's the situation down on the planet um as far as you know and i will let um each of you tell me if there's anything specific you want to bring other than your regular um sort of phaser sidearm and tricorder um so you get the um the the records state that this is usually sort of fairly temperate planet and the sort of area that you're going to be beaming down into is normally sort of quite sort of not not tropical but it's you know it's quite sort of nice you know it's quite it's quite a habitable area but the storm right now is making uh, the growing storm is going to be making things a lot more complicated down there the area that you're going to 
two at the moment hasn't been hit with the full force of this um, storm front yet, but that's definitely going to be a concern going forward. There is uh, life form readings showing that the area has a lot of plant life. Um, there's indeterminate amounts of uh, animal life down there as well, um, but the, the magnetic readings are messing with things. You can't actually tell what there is in terms of sort of humanoid life kind of in the vicinity of the area you're heading down to. So yeah, you've got an incoming storm system and unknown wildlife and plant life down there and kind of unknown terrain really. So it's kind of, um, as I say, <laughs> it's up to you what you want to equip yourself with. We, we can speak in general terms and, or unless you know a specific piece of Star Trek equipment that you want to take and, and we can just sort of mark it down as like you're, like you're taking all weather gear or you're taking, you know, it, it's up to you. So. Well, you just said all weather gear, and that feels like the. the uh, that wasn't meant to be leading. I'm just saying, yeah, that was yeah. an example. <laughs> it feels sensible, sprung. though, in terms of like, could we bring some kind of field generator to protect us, like to have a bubble where, like, if there if there is rain and thunder and all that kind of stuff, we can I have would, like a I, artificial I, dome or something. Yeah, I was thinking of like a one of those, um, like emergency, like it's always like a cylinder kind of pack, like a duffel bag kind of thing. And it always has like, um, uh, oh, what's the word? The force field things that they can set up, like, well, like a the force pattern field in a cave. The... Yeah, something like that. No, but not the not the transporter oh. ones, but the kind of yeah safety the shield smaller thing. ones. Yeah. yeah, and they have like emergency rations and stuff in them as well. Yeah, so it's like yeah, a go you can pick up it's a like couple a of bug out bag kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, emergency kits, sort of thing. Yeah, I definitely, I would definitely have like at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Murphy would take at least one of them with her. No problem. I think it's a little bit beyond Connor probably being the one to suggest it, but you did say pen enhancers, and I was thinking that when the build-up was happening there, in terms mm. of getting back off the planet. Yeah, it, yeah, it, that would work as well. But yeah, if if the, if we weren't sure that we can't get back with what's there then pattern enhancers are probably a good idea sure yeah again that wasn't I didn't mention it. I keep saying stuff and like just oh, as, I, as I an example I'm not meaning it to be like a leading thing or anything I'm just like saying a Star Trek thing and being like oh god yeah no that would be a good idea wouldn't it like you know <laughs> but um sure okay so you are you you um taking pattern enhancers you're taking survival kit with some miniature field generators. It really is not very keen on being particularly cold. So she is wrapped up nice and warm. Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine we'd all have all weather gear. Thermal ponchos or something. (laughs) The the silver shell suits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you all come down, yeah. Full of that shell suits like what, like Adidas track suits and things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So you, you can outfit yourselves with an idea that like, hey, there's a storm coming in, we might want to be warm and stay dry and that. Mm. Okay. Uh other than that, you've all got your regular phasers, tricorders, communicators. Med kit. Med kit, obviously yep. yeah. Well obviously the doctor's got the the knowledge as well. So we're kind of set in terms of Surviving if we're there for a little while, getting off the planet if possible. Is there anything else scenario wise that we need to think of? Like, we've got phases, we're probably covered for protection. Science. We need stuff for science. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll kit out the same sort of gear as them, but I'll take the science strike order as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll give you a little bit of extra scanning range and a bit more specialised. <laughs> Sort of um, in terms of signatures and that. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, what well, I won't just take the tricorder. I'll take the um, I'll take the science equivalent of the um, big crusher at it. You know, the medical pack, the, the big kind of almost like diamond hexagonal yeah, case. Yeah, but you're taking one with some, scientific version. Some yeah, like extra battery packs and things and thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the science thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Cool. All right. So. The four of you convene in transporter room one, 
Doors open. Anton Bond is in there with uh, Transporter Chief, uh, Chief Petty Officer uh, Shavena, a uh, an Andorian, who um, looks a little not put out, but um, sort of clearly adjusting to the fact that uh, apparently a Ferengi kind of bustled in here, talking about souping up the transporters, um, but has gotten on board after he explained himself. It seems like they're just finishing up the work, and um, the Transporter Chief uh, looks up and goes, Ah, Commanders, Ensign, uh, going to be tough getting through all that atmospheric interference, but I think we've got all the necessary adjustments made. Good work. We've got these pattern enhancers with us as well. Hopefully that'll make the ride home a bit smoother. Mm, good. I was going to suggest that you take those. With the situation as it is, we can't guarantee that we'd get a solid transporter lock to bring anyone back, so the enhancers would be a must if we were to attempt that. The captain walks in at this point. All good to go, Commander? I think so, sir. Good, good. Keep your wits about you down there. We don't know what's waiting for you. Yes, sir. I'll report in as often as I can, sir. He turns to you, uh, Ray. If you get a moment, uh, try and uh, get some scans of the aurora from the surface. Uh, It'll be good to get a different perspective. I'll capture what I can, sir. All right. Well, uh, good luck, everyone. First away mission of the voyage. Kind of wish I was going with you. Be safe down there. We'll be back, sir. Remember to check in every hour. Will do, sir. I'll try my best. He gives each of you a reassuring smile and a nod, and as the four of you step onto the transporter pad, uh, moves to stand next to Chief Shavanna at the controls. Energize. You each feel the familiar slight tingle as the transporter cycle begins, and from the perspective of those left on board the Tenzing in the transporter room, the four of you disappear in a brief shimmering blue cascade of light. Hopefully to reappear on the surface of Shukir 2. Okay, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with the next chapter of Frontier on Thursday, November the 4th, and I really hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PretendWithDice. Uh, if you're a Discord user, we'd love for you to join us on our server, uh, the links to which can be found in our Twitter bio and on the contact page and sidebar of our Podbean site at pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. Uh, finally, we have a page on Ko-Fi, so if you'd like to support us on there, uh, we're at ko-fi.com slash pretendingwithdice. Uh, so yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>